Hello, everyone. Welcome to Men with Beard podcast. I'm Man with the Beard. I've got another man with a beard and another man with a beard. It's like we hey, men with beards from paper movies, and we become the Man with Beard podcast. But anyway, you all know what it is. We're back with a new season of paper movies. I'm Jeremy from Stupid Chainsaw Productions, and joining me today we got Adam from Bryant VRM and Red Five Reviews. And What's up, guys? Hello. And the, Matthew from The Geeks Attic and the Tuscan Reader podcast. Hey, everybody. Howdy, folks. And we're Welcome excited. back. We're coming out with a banger here. As you all know, if you've seen our YouTube videos, you know that Rambo First Blood Part 2 was a big hit for us. So let's start this new season off with a bang with Rambo 3 by David Morrell. Now, this is yet another interesting one because David Morrell is the only person that can write a novel with the character of Rambo in it. So rather than just being brought on for the novelization for like he was for Rambo First Blood Part 2, he actually wrote a script for Rambo 3. If you listen to the audiobook, he goes on and he adds like an additional foreword and talks about that where he wrote about... Rambo in Central America, because that was a big thing in the 80s. And he was alluding to he wanted to do something with Rambo in Central America at the end of the second novelization. So in his script, Troutman is injured and Troutman's wife and daughter are kidnapped and Rambo has to go rescue them. Well, that never came to be because Sylvester Stallone wanted Rambo in Afghanistan and so David Morrell was given was not told anything and then was given a script and another script and another script and another script. And then finally he's like, I can't keep up with these. Let me write something based on my fir- the first draft of this script. So you get elements from his Central America script and you get elements from other Rambo 3 scripts, which they referred to Rambo 3 as Rambo of Arabia. It was a huge deal at the time uh, because it was so over budget and it didn't make its budget back. <laughs> Big flop yeah. because the Russians left Afghanistan. But anyway, um, this also is an interesting book because it brings up Islam because David Morrell's son had bone cancer at the time of writing this and it was about yep. his destiny was. So anyway, Rambo 3 is about... Rambo in Thailand, he's he's just been there for about a year since the incident in Vietnam, again, in Rambo First Blood Part 2. He lives in a monastery, he's trying to find peace with himself, but he's drawn to this Filipino stick-fighting Eskrima fight where he finds Troutmans there. And... Troutman wants Rambo to go with him to Afghanistan because the U.S. is giving the the Afghan people f- uh, firearms so they can fight the rush off the Soviet invasion. Uh, Rambo says no, and Troutman ends up going by himself, and he's captured by the Soviets, a particularly nasty colonel who wants nothing but to leave Afghanistan, if that means brutalizing the people, he's going to do it. So Rambo has a change of heart, and he goes into Afghanistan. And 
tries to figure out what his destiny is. Now, yeah. what'd you all think of this book? Adam, man with beard. <laughs> Thank you, Matthew, man with beard. Um, <laughs> well, I enjoyed the book, but um, this was a, uh, in, it was interesting because um, this is actually my very first experience with anything Rambo ever. It's a, I mean, honestly, you got three Rambo books by David Morrell, and they're all fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I own uh, First Blood Part Two, but I wasn't, I uh, wasn't able part to of be that on, discussion. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't able to be on that, so I didn't uh, get a chance to read it. But um, I was honestly expecting to be completely lost. But I mean, this book, the audiobook at least, has like this in introduction where it kind of briefly touches on certain aspects of some of the other stories so that helped a little but um i was able to keep up with it pretty fine and i thought it was well written and um but uh it was just uh like from what i've read the book is actually significantly different than the movie so yes. i didn't research the movie at all like so i just stuck with the book and on its own it's a very it was a very good book um i enjoyed it and kind of like uh, like what you said jeremy we get a lot of uh like it's it's very educational away because you know it talks about like uh like uh there's like a segment where it talks where he where rambo wants to learn like how to speak um uh, Afghanistan is how he puts it. Yeah. yeah, and then the guys is like, no, there's like 32 different w uh, dialects of it, or, and I was like, oh, I did not know that myself. So yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it was on. A, um, even though I have no experience with anything Rambo, like I've never seen any of the movies, it was I was able to follow along very good. It was a it was a decent read. Yeah, I enjoyed this book quite a bit, and like you said at the beginning, there's a cool forward of the audio version. Um, and I thought the book did a really good job in the first few chapters of giving you a brief history of what Rambo has experienced mm -hmm. in his life so far that builds up to where he's at now. Um, and this is one of those books that like really focuses in on the character's feelings. It was just kind of, I would say, unusual for like an action packed hero type of uh, story. You know, it's like, what is wrong with Rambo in his heart, he doesn't feel right. He's on this search for his like a truth and he can't find it. He goes from religion to religion to religion and he's not finding peace. Like he's on this quest to find peace, but he keeps getting sucked back into just war, violence, like just the bloodshed. He can't take it and he's forced into this situation in this book, Rambo 3, where you know he gets sucked into Afghanistan to go find. Uh, his old trainer, I can't remember the exact uh, Colonel Colonel Trout Troutman. He's got to go save the guy that uh, is like a father figure to father mm -hmm. figure to him. So, you know, he he resists going in in the first place to Afghanistan, but then when he finds out about Troutman being taken in, he's like, "Well, I've got to go, got to go get him." And I thought the book was excellent, and like you mentioned, educational. I it I think. Um, this author david morell is either he really did his research when it yeah. came to uh the bow and arrow or it's mm -hmm. like a hobby of his i mean he knows like oh this is a, a passion because he really went into great detail on how that thing worked how to set it up and everything i was like 
man, he did some good research or he just he just knows what he's talking about. He talks about it in the audio book for Rambo First Blood Part Two. He was an English teacher. Rambo is based off the character of Rambo in his novel First Blood. It's based off two of his students that came back from Vietnam. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, um, he read Zen and the Art of Archery because Rambo First Blood Part Two is a very Zen book. That's the Zen and the teachings of Buddha. That's the big thing in Rambo First Blood Part Two, whereas in three, it's about Islam and specifically uh, destiny and what Allah wills. Uh, there's a great character in this named Musa, who's one of the few characters mm-hmm. in the the novel that's in the film. Um, Musa is sort of Rambo's guide and interpreter throughout right. the book, and he he's a fun character. I I really liked him. He barely has anything to do in Rambo 3, the film, except for shoot people occasionally. <laughs> Rambo 3 becomes a weird buddy cop thing with Rambo and Troutman near the end, which is not in yeah, this. Yeah, it does. Uh, but there's a yes, great it. character. There's some great characters in this. Some of the Ru- the Russians are given characters. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a Russian uh, officer who... He hates the war and he hates that his superior officer is a psychopath and has a child burned with acid. Melt goes into the child's heart. Yeah. He's just got to live with that now. Just brutalize the brutalized Troutman. They won't let him sleep. They keep beating him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, I remember the uh, interrogation scene and like, um, uh, I don't want to like. <laughs> get like a, an explicit tag here but they said that like you know they uh said like you'll feel like you'll be in you know and then they said like some guy comes in there and just like punches him steps on his face and then steps on his crotch and then he's just like it's just like he felt the pain and troutman did acknowledge he was and you know <laughs> yeah yeah it's i like that the, he, we have another it, it was so easy for them for david morell to go down the same route as that psychopath officer in rambo first blood part two that had like a sort of weird sexual thing with torturing yeah. Rambo. and i'm glad yeah. that we didn't have that in this because that was a little too much i have one complaint about first blood part two it's yeah. just that that that's yeah. so weird i mean if ign brings that up in like top 10 ram uh like novelizations that bring up that thing <laughs> like it that's yeah that it. was very awkward yeah there's nothing like the slime pit though from rambo first blood part two that that's like the gnarliest thing i think i've read in a david morrell book graphic stuff yeah oh. I, I was gonna say um uh, two things one they i was not expecting some parts of this book like you know mentioned um how rambo was like on a quest to find inner peace and everything and i was just like all that they normally show you like when it comes to like previews on tv with anything rambo is all the action scenes where sylvester's Mm -hmm. and so you know you get this sense that like he's this big you know mercenary warrior soldier type and like Mm -hmm. and then in this book i was just like i was like this guy's actually very humble because he's emotional yeah that's how morell wrote him and that was his big thing when he went on for uh he joined for first blood part two is he wanted to bring his novel of first blood and that characterization into it because there is a point rambo first blood part two and rambo three in particular are action movies they're 80s action slog 
I was yeah. also going to say that uh, this, I'm going to go ahead and say that reading this, well, I listened to the audiobook and uh, mm-hmm. I got, I'm going to call it the Dragon Slayer vibe in that I felt like this could have been a book before a movie. With mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, right. Um, I think a lot of that plays in because the book came first and then Rambo, then Rambo, uh, wait, p- part two. First Blood, it's a very confusing situation with the book because I remember even in the foreword with the audio book, he mentioned that uh, Max Allen Collins, had they were having a conversation and he's like, but I killed Rambo in my first book. He yeah. said, well, in the second book, say uh, that was the, the, you know, he died in the book and the movie kept him alive. So that's what it is. <laughs> so it's just, he did that work around. But I think that you get that feeling because he did have such a good grasp of who Rambo was mm-hmm. originally that he just fed it into that his novelizations. Mm-hmm. It, it it's interesting. It's but, an interesting uh, thing. There's some some very forward thinking things that of course would have never been put in the film. Like there's a strong female character who's this Dutch doctor that's helping mm-hmm. the Afghan people and she's she's like strong and stuff and that comes from his um Central America script where that was Troutman's wife. And there was a scene in that where she and Rambo had like AK 47s. They were fighting off uh, rebels like together. And they, they said, no, we can't have a woman do that. Yeah. That was uh, before alien. Yeah. Yeah. Before alien. And before, because this was 86, this was 86. It was before aliens came out. It's crazy because, like, you think about it, David Morrell got kind of gypped on that because, you know, that's one of those things that is like, oh, yeah, uh, director of Terminator or not Terminator. Uh, I guess, yeah, Terminator as well yeah. because of uh, Sarah Connor. Cameron. I mean, they, they get the, James Cannon. Yeah, he gets the credit for that when David Morrell wanted to do that first, you know, bring is in that powerful. Another connection to that. James Cameron helped Stallone write the script for Rambo First Blood Part Two. Okay. I There's so many connections here of what could have been, <laughs> yeah. but instead we get like the most simplified plot for this film where Rambo, Rambo tries to rescue the Colonel, but fails. So he just climbs up a mountain and does it again. That, that yeah. That's the film of Rambo three. And we don't get that in this. And it's funny because he is tortured in the film. Troutman is. And then mm-hmm. he's able to, you know, make this long trek back and fight the whole army of, you know, the Russian army with Rambo mm-hmm. Um, but in the book, he's tortured and he's just he's down for the rest of the book. He's being pulled on a little gurney thing, you know, on a horse. That thing gets, you know, it takes off and Rambo has to go find him again, like face down in the sand or snow, snow. Know, up in the mountains. It's just it's crazy. And something that I really thought was a cool uh, thing with the book and the movie, the, the subtle differences with the uh, the introduction, the mm-hmm. fight scenes in the beginning when he's in Thailand and he, uh, he goes to the fighting ring and uh, he fights this guy and the fight gets so intense in the film. And at the end, it's like, you could see it in both of their, the eyes, Rambo and the other guy, like they want to kill each other. Like they both have that history of war. And then they like, it just really realize, Oh wait, we're not at war anymore. Mm -hmm. We're, we got to, calm down a little bit yeah and so which with that i thought still sylvester stallone did an excellent job 
playing Rambo. Like mm-hmm. I, when I, I watched the film before I got into the book and there are a lot of differences, but there are a lot of elements that I feel were kept in there. And mm-hmm. I, I, I feel that uh, Sylvester Stallone really did understand the Rambo character and did an excellent job bringing that to the screen. Cause I felt the whole time, like, man, he's just, he's broken. And in the book, when you read it, it's like, wow, Sylvester Stallone nailed that. Stallone nails it more in the fourth and fifth film because at the time they talk about this a little bit in the audiobook that movie novelizations aren't really a thing, especially in 2008. Yeah, they weren't a thing. Um, so Rambo 4 never got one, but Stallone called David Morrell to say, I'm taking a lot of elements from First Blood and I'm putting him in my, my film. And you can also see it in Rambo 5 where it's Rambo hates what he is. And that's a big thing in three. Like he goes to that yeah. stick fight to be beaten. He wants to be punished for what he yeah. hates, what he is. Um, and that, that's an interesting thing with a theme throughout is him coming to terms with, with what he is and what he's good at. Yeah. And even uh, at, the, at the end, he's still, he has that challenge of like, I don't know what I'm going to do in my life. And I guess I'm just supposed to help people. Mm-hmm. Even though I don't, don't want to see the blood. I don't want to get into the fight, but if that's my lot in life, then I guess that's what I'm going to have to do. Mm-hmm. You know, how I about, thought this book was excellent. How about that? Uh, the sandstorm. Oh man, that was, that was a brutal scene. Um, he has to yeah. climb out and the dead, the horses get buried. And they get smothered in sand. Which was great because when he has to go to that camp with the other Afghans, they're like, who are you? What are you doing? And he's like, I'm American. I'm bringing you some extra weapons. And they're like, well, where? Well, that's just talk. Where are these weapons? He's like, they're buried in the sand back there mm-hmm. about three miles. It's like, yeah, that just sounds like talk. He's like, well, they try to tie and quarter him first. Oh yeah, rip his arms off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he flexes so hard that the horses get stopped for a second. <laughs> I love that. That was the cheesiest <laughs> part of the book, right there. And it's it's only for a fleeting moment that we get that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he, I love that he becomes one with one of the tribe, basically one of the many tribes. He gains their respect. I also love the um. The Russian that uh, that basically leads them to the fort. It makes more sense than the Russian doctor thing in the movie. You remember the Russian doctor who's killed two seconds yeah. after he speaks once? Yeah, I thought he was going to be like a one of the mains, like a backup type thing to Rambo, but it's like, oh, nope, he's gone. Nope, he's dead. Um, <laughs> but I, I love, I love he he has a little bit of a character arc, but he gets. He's not in there for long, but he's he's there enough to have a character. Um, there's there's some fun things. I don't I don't like Rambo has that rifle and it's like an M16, but it shoots AK rounds. Yeah. Why does yeah. he not just have an AK-47? Well, I think his has a a grenade launcher on it. The a- oh. they make AKs with grenade launchers. Okay. On the, actually, it'd be an AK-74. At that point, but still, that's he wants to blend in a little bit halfway. He wants to use that M16 still. Yeah, yeah, you got to have the American with the American rifle. (laughs) It's a a Russian round. 
but I like how it gets into that with like, oh, mm-hmm. I have to have a specific round so um, it confuses everybody else around me. So yeah. this sounds like another, another, but seven, seven, what is it? What do you do? He didn't go for the five and seven. No, it's seven, six, two by five, nine. Okay. That, that's, uh, an AK. that's what the AKs are chambered in. Um, that's right. But I love the creation of his knife in this, where he forges his own knife. Yeah. Which, which yeah, Stallone really does cool. pay for Rambo 4, where he makes that weird machete thing. Well, it even says, like, there's notches in that knife that represent, like, his fallen brothers in battle. Mm-hmm. And, and that, just the, the thought that it, it represents an, an Afghan sword in a way, and it has it has the, the blood groove in it. So, like, yeah. just the, all the thoughts are, yeah. are brought in. And then we get, like, the whole bow. Talks about the bow again. There was one part that I, I got grossed out with, and I, I was like, okay, I, like, almost passed out. Not really, but I felt like passing out. Um, the blood transfusion scene. Oh, yeah, that's a little wonky. Yeah. Which was not in the film, thankfully. <laughs> but uh, when that when they talk about that stuff, I was like, oh gosh. And then like Rambo Rambo has to be leveled up some so the blood can, you know, gravity. Ugh. You don't read the same things I read. Encyclopocalypse gives that that's nothing compared to <laughs> what yeah. I've been reading lately. Yeah. I did um I thought that, that was a little that part was a little uh out there too it did feel a little convenient though because he was just like uh just like oh we're the same uh blood type so i'm just like oh, okay i mean i don't know <laughs> just like i was just like even if i uh had a suspicion mean somebody else was like the same blood type you know i would still do it you know to help a friend but i'd also have like that thought in the back of my head this is like man i really hope that we are the same blood type like i wasn't wrong because like otherwise we're, it's just like things aren't going to go very well. I interpreted it as Rambo got injured in combat one time and Tra- Troutman had to give him a transfusion with his blood. Yeah, I did like how they kind of up the stakes of that scene, though, because she was just like, well, I don't know which is your blood because you're covered in blood, you know. Because he killed so many people. Yeah, that was that was a, that was a it's a good book. It's a really, really good book. It is. I can't stress that enough that this is just like such this is like a tier novelization. I was actually curious if there was anybody else on YouTube that reviewed this book. So I typed it in. I found one review. Guess who it was? (laughs) Jeremy had a review uh, two years ago, which, by the way, great review, by the way, Jeremy, on that I watched it before. Yeah, I was just like, I was just kind of curious. I was like, oh, someone did review. And I was like, it was like, it's Jeremy. (laughs) All these Rambo books, they were my way of uh, recovering from the campfire. Those were my first. Those were my first reviews because I still I had a memory card with stuff from the previous house. Once again, the weeds here. But like I ran out of those reviews and I had to start filming again. And I filmed a ton of reviews, but most of them were crap. But those ones turned out pretty decent. And so I put them up um, with my terrible thumbnails, but I had to make them quick. Oh, the, yeah, the, we do have the book has pictures. art. There's a yeah. picture of the uh, the knife that was used is printed in the book. And, and that's also the knife have, in the film. Yep. And they also put a picture in there of the bow. Mm-hmm. So that's that's interesting. There is one slight 
weird negative I have about this book. Okay. The chapters are very awkward. Yes. That's David Morell's style. Yeah, it was just like I'd be uh, when I first like when I was listening to this on Audible. Like I looked to see how many chapters there were, and like on Audible it says there's like, like yeah, like ninety something. I'm just like, what? But then I saw that like, oh well, each of these chapters is like maybe like at the most three to five minutes, and then but sometimes these chapters would be be like uh, just like they they would ask a a random question like, well, what do we do? like like He's like, uh, what do you think we should do? Chapter seven. I'm like, it's just like, I was like, well, wait, I want to know what happened. You know, but, <laughs> King, yeah. um, I will yeah. say Stephen King in the second Dark Tower book does that where he's going from one perspective to another. And then like he has like a plane landing and there's like just the general like scenery has its own chapters and there's like switch between two perspectives and then what's going on two perspectives and then one chapter is the plane landed next chapter <laughs> yeah so, i remember when we read gremlins they had that chapter it's just like just like billy oh, yeah, yeah they're just like don't forget to do this don't worry i won't forget chapter nine he forgot <laughs> yeah that was a good one <laughs> that was it yeah <laughs> that's the best part of that book <laughs> um laugh. yeah that's like the only uh negative i can think of it's just like i felt like the chapters were a little bit like it would get like it would like build 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 chapter three build 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 chapter four you know before and like um i mean that's and in a way that's not all bad you know it's like it's upping the stakes and everything it's just like sometimes like it felt like they were cutting the chapters like like i said during a conversation mm -hmm. and it was just a little awkward at times but like for the most part it was fine but i think it's part of this genre we don't read like us are with our youtube channels we don't really read this type of thing often hmm. that's one of the reasons i wanted the last one last season i thought it'd be a nice change of pace yeah uh, I, I will say i um i thought it was kind of fun timing like i went to the bookstore the other day and there's a bookstore in the city that actually does have a movie tie-in series and I actually did find Rambo three there. And I was like, I was like, Oh, that's funny. I already have that book though. Then I was like, Oh wait, no, I don't. I have first blood part two. Um, so I had to call like, put that book on hold. I need it. <laughs> there you go. It's a good, it's a pretty good shape copy. Yeah. It was only $2. So I'm happy with it. Yeah. I, yeah. these are, I, I got in a bidding war with someone over getting a signed hardcover of this, but lost. Ooh, oh, but it, awesome. It, it was getting into the $300 range. So like, a, I don't tend to spend stuff like that, but like it was a sign. It was signed by David Morrell, but it didn't have a lot. To, I would have had to try to verify the signature and stuff. So I'm kind of glad yeah. this, yeah. I got in a lot with a bunch of books, including Rambo first blood part two. It was like a lot of 20 novelizations. Yeah, uh, I got Rambo First Blood Part 2 actually from uh, Kane. Uh, shout out to him. Yes. Thanks so much for uh, he found this copy. And he says like, hey, I have a spare copy. Do you want this? And he sold it to me and uh, for a really good price. I'm just like, oh, well, hey, cool. <laughs> and <laughs> like, Adam can't find something. Kane finds it. Yeah. He's like have the yeah. craziest luck in finding novelizations. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I found like two copies recently of like, of like it was a Batman Mask of the Phantasm, but like for some reason, like 
finding Rambo books. Like this is the only one that I could ever find out in the wild. So yeah, that for, you'll find a lot of copies of first blood because that stays in physical print. The mm -hmm. movie novelizations don't, which is a shame. It was an anniversary yeah. thing why they did the audiobook and the Kindle edition. They did, I think they did them at the same time. Which those have the blandest, weirdest covers. They do. It does not match at all. But what's cool about it is I wish they would do that with more novelizations because it's like the author or the you know publisher, whoever could add in some updated notes, like what Rambo 3 did, talking a little bit about the history, how the novelization was made changes to the film all that stuff was very interesting to get into with rambo 3 it'd be really cool if they did that more often like oh let's reprint you know an anniversary edition like with ghostbusters where they re did the reprint for one and two why Kinda could like, they just uh, throw in some notes Michael apocalypse i will i will rep them because they've done me really good they do do stuff like that and they even update the covers on the books that they get whether it's movie novelizations yeah. or just out of print novelizations. I know that I talked to, I interviewed Christian Francis, one of the authors and the, he's big in the company and he does some of the graphic design for the covers and he's redone several covers. The I was going to say, uh, I kind of like though, Matthew, like you had a, a, like have like more notes about the production of the novelization and everything like that. Like it's kind of cool. It's like, it's like the novelization, uh, compared to a DVD, it's like getting its own deleted scenes, you know, or, yeah, or the author's uh, commentary. Yeah. The commentary or behind the scenes. There we go. Behind the yeah. scenes. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, that'd be, uh, we need more be of those. Good. Maybe we could get, uh, get some, um, authors on here to talk about some of those novelizations. That'd be a cool thing to do, but not making promises on that. <laughs> we'll see. So you guys have anything else that you want to say about Rambo three, the novelization? Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll say a little bit more. I know I've talked, I've been pretty dominant this episode, but this was my third time reading this book and I don't read a lot of things three times, but this book is like an old friend. Like you haven't talked to them since high school. And then you start talking to them again and you're like, it's like nothing passed. Like nothing's yeah. happened since the last time you saw them. It's just, a real good one. Just really yeah. worth your time. Yeah. I'd recommend this book for people to pick up and read. Even if you haven't seen any other Rambo, haven't watched any of it. Yeah. Adam, of it. I mean, just like, I mean, the introduction, not the introduction, but the first few chapters that pretty much got you caught up, right? You felt pretty confident, like moving forward after those chapters, right? I never had a felt, rough time. I never felt lost. That's the thing. It's just like they, like I said, they briefly cover things, and I felt like that was fine. I mean, would it have helped if I read the other stuff or watched it? Of course, yeah. Um, but it felt like um, it's spark notes to <laughs> the other two in a way. But, you know, and like I was fine from that. But, you know, mm -hmm. I do, you know, I would recommend reading the other novelizations. But, um, um, but yeah, just from someone with no experience with Rambo whatsoever. Um, you know, it was, uh, it was very easy. It was a very easy and read and easy to follow along to. Good. I'll go ahead, let me go ahead. Who wants to give a rating or did you, have, did you just want to say something else, Jeremy? I, I, this is becoming a book. I will say that I, 
like this and First Blood Part Two and First Blood, they are becoming a book I read once a year now. <laughs> That's good. I, I would like to. I would like to read Dragon Slayer again. Because I, yeah, I love that film and that's a good novelization. That was so. a great novelization. Go check out episode two of Paper Movies where we yeah. talked about Dragon Slayer. Yeah, that's a fun episode. It's long. Was it? it was fun. Yeah, I think so. That's what I recall. I think the only novelization I've read twice is probably the Batman novelization. But um, oh. um I well, that's one I'd read again though. So. <laughs> Adam, what you rank rank this? Uh, I would rank this. I think for when it comes to novelizations, I'm going to go back to like uh, uh, on a scale of five. So I'd rank this four out of five. Okay, Matthew. Yeah, I give it. A, you know what? Uh, I'll give it a four point five out of five. Okay. Okay. I give so, it a five out of five. <laughs> and I give it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's good. I just. <laughs> I think some of the ending it, it could have been better in the ending to be honest for me. That's that's I what think, held me back some. I think that they were planning to do a fourth one. In fact, in the 90s they talked about the Weinsteins wanted to do one and they they called David Morrell into their office, which is weird to hear about the Weinsteins after yeah. these days. And they <laughs> didn't get Rambo. They thought he was a mercenary and the, and David Morrell's like, "Oh no, no he's not." And then nothing happened until Stallone directed the fourth one in 08. I like how we move from the bottom up, like in both, like, you know, four out of five, 4.5 out of five, five out of five. You know? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I love this book. I really do. I really, really love this book. It's it good. well worth your time to check out. And um, is it all right to go ahead and mention the uh, epic fun we'll have next month? Dude, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> we're going, if you've watched the uh, promo or announcement video, we're going to be reviewing a <laughs> a very interesting story and where uh, apparently sharks have vendettas <laughs> and can roar like lions and explode after just being impaled uh, by a stick. Um <laughs> All uh, facts. <laughs> um, yep. Jaws the Revenge. We are, and uh, I'm pretty sure I'm going to get a bunch of I hate you texts from these two, but <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> but yeah, we're going to be reviewing Jaws the Revenge, the fourth and unfortunately final installment to the Jaws franchise. But um, well, talking we cruel Jaws, you know, the greatest Jaws film. Yeah, which does have a novelization too. That's just it's it's hard to get. Um, you own it? No, uh, I I almost it's bought shocking. it though. I I almost <laughs> bought it though. I kind of remember this. I think <laughs> uh, I almost bought it, but then they uh, <laughs> they um, <laughs> I think they I can only buy it from the website uh, that owned the rights to the film, and then it went like. It was not unavailable for a while, but anyway. Um, yep, so we're reviewing Jaws the Revenge and uh, a story where they kind of try to explain why a shark has a vendetta, but we'll get into that later. <laughs> so this it'll be fun. Read that. Say what? I said I'd rather have hemorrhoids than read this. 
Oh, gosh. <laughs> You're welcome. Welcome back. Season, I don't know what we're on of paper movies. You're welcome. Three or it two. doesn't matter. What do we call we're it? Back. We don't know. We're, the... ba- we're back for this season of paper movies. It's a shorter season. Keeping, you know, mixing things up, doing things a little bit easier on us, mm-hmm. you know, but it's all busy from this point on now. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is technically one of my, uh, unless this is one of my return to YouTube. I mean, I came back like a few days ago, but like I took, <laughs> I really took a hiatus. Like we all took a break, but like <laughs> I really took a hiatus. You know, we had a, another baby and, uh, so I couldn't like do anything YouTube wise for like a couple of months. So yeah. <laughs> and hence the beard, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, if you guys are watching on YouTube, don't forget to hit that, uh, that thumbs up button and share, share the channel with your friends that like to read books and watch movies. Hey, if they don't want to watch us, they can that listen helps. to us That's on true. podcasts. Yes, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, we will have podcasts. Spotify, uh, Amazon, Audible, yeah, Google Play Music. Find us wherever there's podcasts. Yeah, and it's not really called the uh, the Men with Beards podcast. Yeah, as as mentioned in the introduction, that was that was fake news. I'm sorry, disinformation. Jeremy, you were being so sensual with it, like you could find us on Spotify. Or Google and anchor. I'm just like I just, I just ooze sexuality. What can I say? You know, big guns now. <laughs> I'm just the sex appeal of this podcast. Put that I on have a t-shirt. I dare you. To <laughs> I we'll we'll mail it to Ryan Kennel <laughs> so we can wear it in the gym. <laughs> Welcome. With that, uh, thanks for tuning in, watching, (laughs) listening, whatever it is that you're doing. Um, Jeremy, where can people find you? Where else, other than paper movies? You can find me at Chainsaw Productions. Um, I'll be doing a couple author interviews coming up for Encyclopocalypse. That is awesome. They're focused on horror novels. Yeah. Some of it's yeah. movie novelizations, so you might want to stay, yeah. stay tuned. Yeah. Check that out, guys. Adam, what about you? Where can people find you? Well, you can find me at Red 5 Reviews. I've de- re- re- reviewing Star Wars content. I recently did a review for Kenobi um, in honor of the show coming out soon. Um, I uh, Also, you can find me at Brian VRM. I haven't actually posted anything here yet. I'm actually starting that channel back up in June. <laughs> With funny enough, a ranking of all the Jaws films. <laughs> That's <Yeah. laughs> that, that'll be interesting. Um, <laughs> not surprising to some people, but uh, it'll be it'll be interesting. But um, uh, that's where you can find me. Okay, I'm over there at the Geek's Attic and uh, Tuscan Reader, which is where uh, just Star Wars material. The Geek's Attic is just whatever I want to do. Um, you know, that's all. That's it. That's the end of the show. Goodbye, everybody.